I think this conversation is very necessary as we look to build our lifestyle after the program and for us to reinforce our mind and our thoughts as we actually enter into the spaces that we want to go, right? Like on these, it's great because you have that day-to-day -day activity of meeting people, networking, you're in this mind frame, you're in a space where you're also kind of being forced to do this for lack of better words, obviously at your own will of what you want to do, but it's very helpful in that space. So as you transition out of it, now you have to kind of do it on your own and it won't just be something that is inevitably in your day to day. So when thinking about this, I think we have to give a framing of the world, right? We all know we live in a capitalist society, right? And living in a capitalist society, I really want to break down how this affects us on our day-to-day -day basis, whether we are removed from it or whether we are, you know, not aware of it at all and we're just kind of going through the motions. But let's talk, as you all know, I love to do really understand words and where they come from. And that's going to be a reoccurring theme in that. But words are very powerful. And if you don't understand the meaning of it, then you're missing a whole bunch of things that are going on. So when we think of capitalism, two words stuck out to me in a capital, in the definition of capitalism, right? So when we think of cap, does anyone know what capitalism is? Any ideas? High level, what do you think? What do you think capitalism is? To me, I kind of identify um, capitalism in relation to some sort of consumerism where someone, um, like a society benefits off of money and this idea of giving a service to somebody in exchange of money and just it's really money, money focused and not necessarily anything else other than money, it's just power and money is just what comes to mind when I think about consumer uh, capitalism. Cool, okay. Oh, go ahead, Maddie. It's like a political, from what I remember, <laughs> it's like a political system in which like the country's like economic or like trade system is controlled by private owners yep for money yeah so that's right so the so the full-on definition is an economic and political system in which countries trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state right so in hearing that definition two things stood out to me control and profit, right? So one, that sounds great, right? Still a little confusing, but if we understand the word control, right? Control has two main definitions, really kind of like three, but not having emotions or having them under control. Second one that I think pertains a little bit more is a group of individuals used as a standard comparison for checking the results of a survey or experiment. So some of our IELTS students kind of understand that. Um, and then the third one is the power of influence to direct people's behavior or the courses of events. And I think that's really important for our context of understanding our careers, right? We might not even know that we're subconsciously doing these things, but because of the capitalist society that we live in, and let me break it down, right? Capitalism is not bad, right? But the results of focusing too much on capitalism can 
be bad, like any single thing, right? Like if, if you really, I'm not even gonna go definition, but it can be bad if you really focus on that. So one thing that I always want us to think about is how are we being influenced and we don't even know it, right? What are the things that are naturally coming up to us that we don't realize that we're being pushed into a specific direction and maybe that's not even the direction you wanna go into. So one area to think about it, right? Now profit, financial gain, especially the difference between the amount earned and the amount spent, right? So obtaining a financial advantage or benefit, especially from an investment. Not as bad, right? Similar idea, concept, right? You're making money. So when you put those two worlds together, it's really focused on how are we influencing people to make sure that we're consistently making money, right? And nothing in that space talked about the well-being of a person, right? And I think that is where the bad part of it can happen, right? Making money, creating money for us paying our bills, stewarding things, you know what I mean? Going on vacations, whatever that might be. Those are things that are natural, right? Those are things that we have to do on a day-to-day -day basis. But if the world or the spaces that we're going into don't apply to what we need to get done or what we need in our day-to-day -day lives, that's where there can be some missteps in that space. So how do we make sure we don't get stuck into this space of just only focusing on profit and not focusing on people, right? Because that's ultimately where we've seen a disservice. We look at it from our um, interview process, right? How many of you have looked at jobs and you're like, wow, I need four years of experience or five years of experience. And this does not even connect with me being a student, right? I can't even get into an entry-level position because I don't have four years of experience and I can't have four years of experience unless I've left college and been able to really work a job. So how many of you have just been intimidated by that space, right? So in thinking about that, that is something that is my focus and my mandate really as a person is to really help corporations in that space and make those adjustments and that's what a lot of people are also doing. So when we think about adjusting the way that these things happen, it happens from what I like to call the renewing of our minds, right? And when we think about the renewing of our minds and this philosophy that I heard in a sermon that I was listening to, but in this space, we were really focused on a few different areas, right? So thinking about charity versus philanthropy. So does anyone know the difference between those two? Because I think in most of our worlds, we think those two things are the same, right? Would everyone agree that those two things are pretty much the same? Yes. Anyone that disagrees? At least from just like not knowing the, the true definitions, right? So when we think about charity, charity is focused on providing immediate relief to people and is often driven by emotions and but philanthropy is focused on helping people and solving their problems over the long term, right? So if we know that, hey, having a five, having four years of work experience is not realistic, but charity's focus on solving that problem is saying like, hey, let's just create a system. Uh, let's just make sure we allow a person to get into the job without having four years of experience, right? That would be the charitable approach. That's an immediate relief, right? So just saying, hey, we'll make an exception for this person. 
philanthropy's focus is saying, you know what, these putting four years of experience is not realistic to anybody's expectations. Let's change how we write all of these job descriptions and we'll take four years of experience out. And we'll also provide students who don't have a four-year degree the opportunity to get it. Do you see the difference between those two worlds, right? So if you do that, now we're taking into consideration everybody in solving the overall problem. If we just do the charitable standpoint of just doing the immediate impact of letting someone in during that time, right? We're not solving the main problem. So that only speaks to the people who have the confidence to say, you know what, I'm still gonna apply even though I don't have the four years, right? For other people who see the four years and they're like, oh, I won't even really wanna apply, that doesn't really speak to them. Does everyone get that part? And yes, it's, it is a larger scale, but I would say it, it's really getting to the root of it, right? Like charitable, when you think of charity, right? You think of like charitable donations, right? So like that's kind of in that space as well. So it's a really interesting concept. Definitely do some more research in it. But I really wanted us to focus on three main points in focusing on having a philanthropic approach to what we do in our careers. And within those spaces, it's accessing your ability, discovering your resources, and then making a part of our lifestyle. So I think the best way to really focus in on these areas is the first two are all internal, right? And then the next, the third one is external, right? So how do I make this part of my lifestyle? I'll always give some type of example so we can really dive into it. But for me, when I think about the overarching idea of what we were talking about today, this capitalist society, figuring out how we fit into it and how we can add this philanthropic space for ourselves to continue to help one another, that is ultimately the mandate of DIM University and what I wanted you all to learn, right? Not only your skill sets, but also making sure that you're learning this idea of giving back to the next person that's behind you, or even if the person is in front of you, right? It doesn't really matter where they're positioned, but it's the idea of giving back. Everybody understand that whole concept? We get that? Cool. So when we think about accessing your ability, right? Like I said, definitions are very important to me, but accessing your abilities, um, the definition that stood out to me was a means of approaching or entering. So that means you have to physically do something or go into a space. So when I think of accessing our abilities, I think of what are the constant space um, that I'm spending time with myself to learn about these abilities that I have, right? Taking notes on things that stand out. So for me, one of the things, and I think a lot of people are in this space of we're not as self-aware in that space and not in a negative space, but in the things that we do really well because the things that we do really well come natural to us and other people sometimes have to point it out. So when someone points it out to say, wow, you're really great at drawing or wow, you're really good at speaking to people or wow, you're really good at telling stories or you're really good at listening. Now those are things that stand out. And if we write them down, jot them down, now we have a remembrance of, oh, that's something that stands out as a skill set to me. The other part of that is discovering. So. We talked about food, I think, last week, but in understanding this definition is finding something or someone unexpectedly or in the course of a search. 
So we talked about some of the best burgers and we talked about some of the best sushi, right? So if I wanted to figure out who has the best burgers and sushi in Chicago, what do I have to do? Conti, what do I have to do if I'm trying to discover or figure this part out? To be honest, my mind just went blank now. It's okay, it's okay. Re realistically, if I'm trying to figure out who has the best burgers and best sushis, I have to try these different burger spots, right? I gotta try what Nita said is the best sushi. I gotta try what Conti said is the best burger to make that decision for myself to say, hey, these are the best situations. So the way those two things connect where I'm listening to people and getting information, not all of their information is gonna be 100% correct in the direction of where you're going. So that's where you have to discover and try these things out. If I'm really good at drawing, I'm gonna keep practicing drawing and see if I'm good at it, right? If I'm good at speaking, I'm gonna try that out. So you really have to go into this space of what I like to say, a filtering process. Cool, these are the things that people are saying. These are things that I'm learning about myself and I'm gonna try it out in real time. And that's why I said those first two ones are internally things that you have to do, right? No one can force you into that space. You're going to have to try those things out. And once you discover what you have the ability to do, then now the third one, you can make it a part of your lifestyle, right? Lifestyle just talks about the way in which a person or a group of people lives, right? Or the other part of it in a lifestyle of marketing is denoting advertising or products designed to appeal to a consumer by association with a desirable lifestyle. So few things that I get from that definition, right? One is you have to make it, the first part, you have to make it part of your day-to-day -day life. And that's tough because we're not perfect. So every single day, we're not gonna be able to take these things that we're building and make it a part of our lifestyle. We're gonna have to do a lot of trial and error. So it's gonna get messy. The other part of it is how do I make this something that's desirable, right? So one of the things that I think about is my lifestyle before this. And I break it down because I had the same two skill sets. When I was doing club promotion, right? That was me connecting people and getting them to their desired goal or achievement or celebration, right? So in, in nightlife, people like to go out for a few reasons. One, they're just trying to get relief from the week, or another is they're celebrating something, right? So if I know that's the desired outcome, right? I have the resources and the skill set to connect you with those people. So my skill set that I discovered and realized was one, I'm really good at connecting people and meeting a lot of people to create a network where I can facilitate opportunities. The other part of that is I'm personable. So I make, I meet people, they learn a little bit of what I do, and then I created a lifestyle around that world that I was building, right? So anytime someone wanted to go out or came to Chicago, they were like, oh yeah, hit up Mo. The reason, because, the reason I did that, I made it desirable and a lifestyle on my social media. But then also what's way more important is your day-to-day -day impact with one another, right? The people that you're working with or the people that you're taking on that journey with you. Now for me, that was all focused on capitalism and nothing wrong. People like to go out, things of that nature, but that's not what I was supposed to be doing. So as I transitioned into creating this dim university space, I took the same skill set that I realized that we are that I already had. So one personable meeting people, having students come and be a part of the program. And then now by going through that program, realizing, oh, I can get to my dream goal or, oh, I do have the opportunity to get to that space. 
And then what I had already created was a strong network. I took that network and I applied it for students to get other jobs and opportunities. So that's a real life example of how you can take sometimes something that you already are doing well in a capitalist space, right? Still make money off of it, live your lifestyle. That's what I do, right? I do it, but I do it in a more of a branding, networking, and through the wine shop, that's part of it. But then there's this other part, which is the philanthropic space of giving back to the next generation and making sure that there's other opportunities for people. Now for you all, it doesn't have to be DIM University specific, right? You don't have to create the next DIM University. If you want to, please do it because it's great work, right? But what you can do is once you leave this program, I want you to take these skill sets and these ideas and pass it down to the next group of students, right? The next student that you see who might be from the same country that you're from in a new space, right? The next student that might be, um, you know, the same as identifying as you, whatever that is to you, help that next person and pass it forward or pass it down so they have the opportunity to get into the job. Or even if it's not a job, right? You might be at an entry level position so you don't have the ability to get them the job, get them the skill sets, share with them what you learned in your process and that will help them, right? Because we never know how we really are helping one another. And that's why accessing your ability is so important because you have to listen to what people are saying to you. If I don't realize that, oh, when I say these things or when I do a talk or when I sit down with you one-on-one, -on -one, this is what you gain from it, then I don't even realize the ability that I'm sharing in that moment, right? And that's part of the discovery process. You gotta keep trying it. You gotta keep helping. You gotta keep chatting with these people. And then when they start to share it, you filter it out by working through it and you realize, okay, cool. I'm really helpful here. I'm really helpful there. And like I said, these things you have to try internally, but the next step is making a part of your lifestyle and letting people know, hey, this is something that I'm willing to do. And by doing so, more people will come to you. And the more people that come to you and see, right, the last part of it, it's desirable, it helps, it's amazing. Then you pass it down inevitably to the next person who's going to do the same thing. Does everyone get that? Cool. So I want you to do a quick, quick activity. I want you to talk about three of these areas, right? So we got access, you got discovery, and you got lifestyle. What are you doing right now that's part of your lifestyle that leads to some type of thing that can be philanthropic, right? Solving a problem. And it might not be school, it might be something else that you're interested in, right? How can you share that lifestyle with someone in a desirable manner to help them get to where you already are? Does that make sense? All right, I'm gonna give you all 10 minutes to do this activity. We'll come back, we'll share real quick, and then we'll move on to our day-to-day -day meeting. Sound good? How do you stay motivated to like always um, do what you do, like guide students, find new students, teach students, and uh, like it's a continuous, um, process how do you always stay motivated to to do this because you're essentially a, a teacher or um a guy like a guy yeah like you got yeah how do you stay motivated yeah that's a good question like i said like part of my process is really prayer and meditative focus and i believe that god put this on my heart as like a program for me to do because 
and it, and it ties back ironically, right? It ties back to like what I talked about of making it a, a desirable uh, outlook, lifestyle, right? I think too much in society, we think about like, oh, when I get rich, then I'll give back to everybody else, right? Or help people. And yeah. I wanted to show that, that I didn't even, and I'm not even going to lie to you. And this is why I always say, like, I don't have the answers for y'all, right? Like, yeah. you will go through life and figure it out. Because, like, this was not my first choice, right? Like, for yeah. me, I was like, yo, I'll get some money, and then I'll give back to people in some type of way. Yeah. But my lifestyle change and 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 I never wanted and I think that's the biggest thing is like and that process what I just talked about all is, is so real because like students would be like man I'm getting so much from this program or like it really helped me to get a job and like then student like I don't have I don't have any like words that can I can be like oh yeah I do this and then I do this and then students yeah. get jobs right that's why I always say like yeah. you might you may get a job from this you may not yeah. I don't I don't know but what I do know is that to me I believe in God so God is working through this program and allowing students to easily yeah. get jobs and opportunities through this without me really lifting a heavy hand yeah. to do so much of it right like it's a very natural process of hey people came in did the career panel oh you met this person cool now you got a job or you got an internship or you met this person being at one of these events or you met this person on slack whatever those things have naturally come from the program and like yeah. i said like letting the earth speak back to you is like if that's what's coming from this program then i know that I'm could I need to continue to do it so and students okay. apply right like a lot of students yeah. apply so it's not like I'm I'm not here searching for students when I make those jokes right like I think like a great example of this is like if I was to look on Airtable and like letting the earth speak back to me and saying like, hey, I thought this was going to be the last day to get applications, but it's actually going to yeah. have to be pushed back a week. And if I look at when I pushed it back a week, a bunch of you all applied who are in this program because we pushed it back a week, right? So like in my mind, I'm thinking these are the due dates, right? But sometimes it's okay to push it back a week, right? And now we've got the right students in the program and that's the same thing that I'm sure that's going to happen with this. Technically, the students were supposed to start July 18th, but prayer meditation, push it back one more week. And now it's going to be a different results. And the students who are meant to be in this program are going to yeah. need to be there. And that's why I said, whether it's one student that's in the program or 40 students who are in the program, we're going to do what we need to do to get them to where they want to be. Yeah. That's very interesting because I, I was thinking about it yesterday and how you do this and because I always look at life like when I'm done with a stage in my life like I'm ready to move on to the next thing like when I was done with high school I didn't look back or I didn't miss high school same with university like I'm looking for the next step same with this internship like I've done what I needed to do I've completed what I've I've gotten what I needed to get out of this internship now I'm ready for the next thing like I can't imagine myself repeating any of these stages or processes but I suppose it's different for you because it's more it's more guidance on your behalf than than it is so I was just like because like I I wouldn't have been able to stay motivated 
to do high school for another two years to do university for another like a year so that's why I was just like curious as to how you because you're going to have to do the process of introductions again explaining everything again so I was just very interested but obviously if it's a passion of yours and and you enjoy it then obviously it's it makes it much more easier and I guess more fun to do it but yeah, yeah. but I think so to what you just said right it's it's literally the point of renewing your mind right where it's like that's my process as well right like once I'm done with the project I'm I'm on like so all the work that I do and like entertainment and all of that stuff that's my natural process but and a lot of the time that's the outlook that the world has given us that we should be focused on and that's why I think subconsciously we do that right but actually what I've come to find out is by allowing other people by creating some consistency in that space most of the best business deals that we've ever that I've ever done have been from redoing the same thing right like I was just with one of our clients that Derek does work with right and we do the same thing but we just tweak it a little bit right and that's the same thing with the program right I'm doing the same thing but I'm tweaking it right so it's getting better it's changing now we're doing like other projects. So with the program, so even though to the outside person, it might look like it's the same thing. Every time we do it, it looks completely different, right? So what you do yeah. in your program is completely different from what the students do in this next program, right? Versus yeah. the next one, versus the next one. So it does change a little bit. And I think those minor adjustments to make it better and improve and grow and build are are the things that you, you learn a lot, right? And you discover a lot about not only yourself, but the students teach you just as much as yeah. they teach the students, so, yeah. Okay, that's, that's interesting, I was, yeah. Just gotta stay consistent. And that's honestly, yeah. like, not even gonna lie to you, when you get into the working world, that is yeah. what the working world is. It's like, a lot of the work is gonna be consistent unless you work yeah. in a very small company, but yeah it's the same that's, thing but how do you yeah. tweak it that's my biggest my biggest fear for next or whenever I start to work is like doing the same thing over and over because I hate being uh like co constant like not moving like you know in university you know okay I'm gonna go to second year I'm gonna go to third year I'm gonna there's like a you go to different stages whereas in like your work world it's kind of like I guess you can go up in your job like you can become senior but yeah I think that also to the last point and then we'll share but I think that's also what you have to realize within yourself right yeah. so that's the intrinsic part of it all right why do I why do I enjoy doing this and how does this apply yeah. to something that I really want to do yeah because now you've created now you can create your own space for yourself to like grow or to work within as well yeah Anyone else want to share anything that came up before we wrap up? I guess I'll speak on my team, which was Kenti and Bree. We just also said like, we are like in the beginning stages of our journey or process that we haven't had the opportunity, opportunity to really give back yet. But I would say like, I'll just speak on my behalf. Like I haven't given back or anything yet because I am still in the process of needing help, but um just like maybe helping my cousins with um, figuring out university applications, how to apply for financial aid and 
just like in that regards, I've, I've helped somebody get to where they need to be, but I didn't physically do it. I just gave them like advice or how I applied to university, how it'd be different if you apply to the, to different universities. So in that regards, yeah, I've, I've helped somebody, but I know for Canty, it was a bit different and for Breed was a bit different, but yeah. Yeah. Like the, the mind was like, few friends their interest of like even doing like a English course like in Canada and they kind of asked me like how my process here how my experience has been so kind of like just like talking a little bit of my experience to them and like the problems that I have faced the good sides of it one recent actually one of my friends asked me like oh do you think I should stay in like the residence from the college that I'm going to do the pro the the program or do you think that I should try and find like a place of my own kind of thing like how would that experience like kind of change so like that'll be really the biggest like thing that kind of like helped out based on like my experience of it that's beautiful yeah I think all of those things is the starting process right and kind of what I was just saying to Adrian right it doesn't have to be this idea of what society paints a picture of there you get to where you want to be then you give back right you can give back as you move right and it doesn't have to be these enormous things right it can be just sharing information helping someone out right like taking time outside of like all right I know this is not like naturally my pro like I know that I really need to get this work done or I really would rather take time for myself but taking a small amount of that time and giving it back to someone else can be very impactful and just sitting down one time with them could change their life. So always remember, right? And think about those moments for you all. What are those one times where we sat down with someone or someone told us some information or shared something with us and that impacted the rest of our life? And you could be doing the same thing with someone else. So, okay. Well, thank you. Um, give yourselves a round of applause. Show some love. Thank you all for participating in this. And like I said, right, focus on your dream goal. Whatever that dream goal of yours is, if no one has told you today, I believe in it. I think you all can accomplish it. And don't deter from it, right? Stay focused. Um, like I said, renew your mind and go through um, that process that life is going to take you on. It may not be beautiful, it might be a little rough, and sometimes the other parts find the glimpses of hope within it and really search and discover that for yourself. So thank y'all so much. <laughs>